You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Happy Gynecologist podcast, episode number 143, why vacation may not help burnout and why it might. Before we get started, I want to make sure that you've gotten the book list. <laughs> Go get a copy of the free book list, okay? Um, and, and I know I'm harping on this, but I'm just super excited about it. It's 20 books to transform your life as an OBGYN, um, and I've made it super easy for you. You can click on the link in the PDF, or you can print it out and use the little uh, QR code. You can scan it with the camera on, uh, on your phone, and it'll take you to Amazon so you can learn more about the book, or you can buy it. Of course, I get nothing from this. You can go get this at the library if you want to, okay? Um, you can also find these on Audible, which is one of my personal favorites. So um, if you like to listen to books uh, while you do things around the house, it's definitely uh, something to check out. So go check it out, coach-miles.com forward slash book list, B-O-O-K-L-I-S-T, all one word. And um, I'll give you a PDF copy and then send a copy to your email as well so you don't have to like keep coming back to this website in case you can't like save it. So, um, so yeah, go check it out and reach out. I want to know what books that have been transformative for you that I don't have on my list. Um, I had an email this week from, um, one of our listeners, Charles, and he wrote, uh, wrote in that he absolutely loved, um, uh, gosh, Demon Copperhead. That's it. Yes. <laughs> I keep wanting to call it David Copperhead because it's a, <laughs> It's a essentially a modern day version of David Copperfield. And so if you haven't read Demon Copperhead, um, then y- you should definitely check it out. It was um, very transformative for me as well. I didn't include it in the list because I just finished it actually um, after I created this list. So I totally think it should be on the list because it totally transformed the way I think about addiction um, and the opioid crisis. So if you um, if you want to read something more lighthearted or more fun or just like not so serious or so like, I don't know, self-helpy, it's a great place to start as well. So, uh, and I want to know, you know, what you guys think. Is there another book that we ought to add? Are there books that you just love? And someone, someone sent me a message the other day that, um, that they read more fluff type books. And I said, well, I love fluff books. Like it can be totally anything. Like, let me know something good. Let me know something that just got you thinking, even if it's fiction, like that's totally, totally fun too. So, um, and I love just like fun, you know, cheesy books. I love it all. So I'd love to hear what you're reading as well. So reach out anytime, find me on social media. I'm, I'm out there. Okay. Find me. I want to know. Um, mostly because I need some new books to read y'all. Okay. And so far the recommendations I've, uh, I got a couple recommendations, but so far I've read a lot of them. So I need, I need new recommendations on what the new hot thing to read is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a selfish endeavor. <laughs> All right. Today we are going to talk about using vacation to solve burnout. And when I'm talking about vacation, there are a few things I want you to know, y'all. Okay. Vacation <laughs> is different from a family trip. Okay, there's an absolute difference. For those of you out there in the trenches of having small children, you know exactly what I mean. A family trip is not a relaxing trip where you can like forget your worries and not have responsibility, right? A family trip is one that you take like with your family and maybe that includes a lot of packing extra things for the kids, 
maybe some crying on the kid's part, maybe on your part, <laughs> and a lot of problem solving on the fly with small kids that um, may be stressful, like, you know, kids having blowouts in their car seat on the airplane. <laughs> oh, that's a family trip, okay? That is different from a vacation. So while family trips can still be a lot of fun, totally, um, they still carry a lot of responsibility that travels with you. So today, as we talk about vacation, I I want you to know like what I'm considering a vacation, okay? And I also know that, yes, like talking about vacation is a very privileged thing. I get that. I grew up in a one camping trip a year type family, right? Um, but as I talk about it, I want you to keep in mind that I'm defining it as like having a limited amount of time off where you have less responsibility than you previously had. So you haven't retired. <laughs> you haven't like gone on a sabbatical for 18 months, right? You have to go back at some point and you are excused from your current responsibilities or they are greatly decreased in some way, right? So whether that's, you know, that may be like you take a girl's trip for the weekend to just a hotel in a local city, right? And you're not on call. You're not parenting. You're not um, taking care of your your plants and your dog if you're a plant mom or a dog mom, right? Doesn't It doesn't matter like if you're what kind of parent you are, okay? Um, it may just be decreased responsibilities of doctoring, right? And so it doesn't have to be this big grand thing. Um, I'm just like saying it's some time off where you have less responsibilities, right? And for anyone that hasn't birthed another human maybe or um, hasn't been in this situation, this is absolutely why no one should ever assume that maternity leave is a vacation, right? I was told that after, you know, after coming back after three months off for cervical insufficiency and preeclampsia with the twins, and then three months of maternity leave after, like that was what I was told. Wow, glad you're back from your vacation. Hope you enjoyed your time off. <laughs> nope, that was not a vacation. Thank you. That was actually not a um, very fun time. So thank you. Um, and so <laughs> I think that I think it's important how we define this, right? The other thing I want you to consider is this. Okay, um, your job very likely has vacation days built in, right? And as we are talking about vacation, I want you to know that if you are not using your vacation days, like all of your built-in days or all of your allowed days, I highly encourage you to make a plan to start doing so, at least using a large amount of them, okay? I I, I implore you to use them if you are salaried. Like, like, let me like yell it from the rooftops if you are a salaried physician. If you are not taking all of your days off that your contract says that you can, you are working for free, my friend. You are doing free work, okay? And while free work is okay if it's out of the goodness of your heart, like on a mission trip or some something like that, you're volunteering at a free clinic, that's not what your job is, okay? Your job is like, we will pay you for this amount of work, okay? And so if you are salaried, I had, and the reason I'm saying this is because I have heard several people actually tell me this, that they don't take their vacation days um, as much as they should. 
And so if you were, and they were salaried actually. And so, you know, you could be working for free for up to six weeks a year, maybe if you're salaried. So anyway, that is, (laughs) I want to like yell that from the rooftops. Okay. Um, that you definitely need to make a plan to use your vacation days if you are not currently using them. Okay. Now, if you are eat what you kill, like in private practice, or you get RVUs for the work that you do, I want you to still be taking time off allowed. Um, Like no amount of money is worth missing out on life outside of work. And if you have a hard time using your days, please email me reach out. Let's talk about that. Let's coach on that. Okay. Because if that is the case, something has to change. And I just realized that this was a thing recently. I've always been kind of a, like, I try and keep something scheduled, some time off here and there um, on the books. And so it's been a recent realization that there's some people out there that have a really hard time using their days. Okay. So if that's you, you need to, you need to holler y'all because something's going to change there. (laughs) All right. So as we dive in today, if you've been following along here for a while, you know that I've said for a while that vacations cannot fix burnout. That's been my stance. And that's been what I've told y'all in the past. And I've said, you can't fix your burnout with just a vacation several times. I think (laughs) definitely in some of my webinars, definitely on my social media, Like vacation doesn't fix burnout. Like that's not a thing, right? And today I am gonna, I'm gonna reverse that stance a little bit. Okay, at least in part. And here's why. Okay, so I've always taken that stance previously that taking a vacation was akin to running away from your burnout or um, escaping from your burnout, okay? And where that comes from, obviously in, in, my line of work, <laughs> at least, is we, we see the fight or flight mode, right, is is activated. Survival mode is activated in burnout, okay? And then if we are wanting to escape our job, like flight, we are wanting to run away, that is almost a product of the burnout, right? And whenever you run away, it's just like changing jobs because you are burnt out. It's Now, some people should change jobs, but sometimes the grass is not greener and your burnout follows you. And I know that because that is what happened to me. Okay. And I've told you all that story in the past. Okay. So whenever we are burnt out and you are using a vacation to escape your job, as soon as you get back, you are dreading work or maybe even before you get back, like maybe you're still on vacation and you're anxious and wanting to avoid work. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to that. I think that we need to realize is that that is very limiting whenever you are on vacation. And I think that whenever we're burnt out or if we don't have the tools that I've tried to like instill in y'all here, often vacation is actually kind of a painful thing that doesn't help. (laughs) And it can actually add to our overall burnout in the end. Um, And And I'll go into that here in a little bit on how that's true. But I I think that while all of that absolutely can be true, I've also had more thoughts recently and a recent experience surrounding uh, personally taking a vacation. And so I've kind of been pondering on this. I think that there are several things to consider when it comes to vacation and burnout. Does it help? Does it not? Right. And 
I think that there may be some ways we can actually utilize vacations to help decrease burnout in an intentional way. And so I've had people like, I've had people send, send me emails that are like, like kind of criticizing how I've said that taking vacation doesn't help with burnout. And I still stand by like, they're, like it legit doesn't solve burnout, okay? I know for a fact that taking a vacation won't just solve it, right? Because I've been there, I've done that, I've tried that several times, okay, in the past. I would like live to escape on a vacation and I would still dread work, right? I would, it was such a strong dread coming back from a vacation. I can't even describe that. And over the years, I, whenever I was burnt out, like I would come back from trips feeling worse than whenever I started because I had so much anxiety and dread and just like, oof, that, I don't know, that, that burnout, dread, anxious feeling. And I've even done that with staycations in the past, like where I didn't even go anywhere. And I've definitely been that person who stops in the middle of afternoon clinic and books a weekend cabin out of such desperation of wanting to feel better. Like, like, holy shit, I just need to get out of this place. I just need to go do something away from here. I just need to escape this hell, right? And that's where I've been in the past. So when you're looking to escape, you are functioning from that primitive brain. That's like flight mode, right? Um, and that is is part of the burnout, right? So when I say vacation can't fix burnout, I think what I really mean is that whenever you book your trip or book a trip or take a trip from your primitive brain in a, I'm trying to escape the situation, it's not going to help if that's the intention behind it. And if you aren't in your prefrontal cortex, um, whenever you are, you know, planning a vacation or taking a trip or whatever, okay, taking time off. So in the past, I've taken that stance where, you know, here or like on my webinars or whenever I coach my clients that a vacation can't fix the burnout, right? And that it can also be a way of stuffing your feelings down to try to just feel better. And I think that can also be very true. Like throwing some money at a nice hotel can feel really good temporarily, right? It's kind of like buying a new pair of shoes, right? Online in the middle of the afternoon in clinic so you can feel better, right? You're just treating yourself, right? Or treating yourself to some cheesecake uh, with DoorDash while you're on call, right? Like, ooh, maybe I'll just treat myself. I deserve that, right? Trying to feel better and not because you you know, you, of course you deserve a treat. You deserve all the treats because you're fantastic. But whenever you're using those things to try and improve how you feel on the inside, it works temporarily, right? And so whenever we use vacation in a way to feel less miserable, it's really a way of stepping our feelings down. And we know whenever we stuff our feelings down by over drinking or overeating or overspending, that those feelings are still there. So it makes sense that going on a vacation may not help in, in a situation like that if you're using that to stuff down your feelings. Just like drinking a whole bottle of wine post-call doesn't help in the long run for you to process that stress of that, that call weekend, right? Yet, on the other hand, I have also been the type of person that has planned a trip and or, you know, plan downtime, whatever it is, okay, plan a staycation, and felt better for just having something to look forward to, like on the calendar, 
down the road, right? Something that gives me some hope and something that, you know, to daydream about, something to look forward to, something that kind of connects me to something outside of work. It's like having this goal that you're working towards, right? Which y'all know I love goals, right? So, you know, which is it? Like, can burnout be fixed by vacation? Or is it like, is it a way of trying to escape our feelings? Is it like drinking a bottle of wine after a bed call shift, right? Or can you really go on vacation in a way that decreases burnout, right? And so I was struggling with this recently because I went on a trip um, a couple weeks ago and I, for the life of me, I couldn't get excited leading up to this trip. And that sounds, that sounds really like entitled, like, oh, okay, yeah, you can get excited about a vacation. Come on. But like, I couldn't find that positive sense of this is what I'm working towards. Right. And I actually, I found myself in a really negative mindset leading up to it. You know, I would have people in the office ask where I was going or when I was leaving. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I think next week we're going to some beach. I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited. And it's so interesting to watch our brains. I, I encourage all of you to do it every day. Of course you, (laughs) you should, um, just start out by writing out all of the thoughts that are like jumbling around your head. Write them down every morning. That's what I do. I just get my coffee, my journal, got my dogs, my comfy chair. And I just write out everything that's going through my head. It's like good, bad, and ugly every day. And what I noticed was, is that I was feeling let down or kind of almost disappointed even leading up to this vacation, which you know, that's just where I was in reality. And I know I, I'm, you know, don't like that I felt that way, but I'm also not going to judge myself for feeling that way. Cause that's where I was, right. We want to meet ourselves where we are. And I was really focused. My brain at least was really focused on and frustrated about all the things I needed to do at work. Um, that this trip was going to make harder for me. My brain was being very negative about it. And so you know, which is normal. Our brains are, are negative at baseline. So that's not surprising, but one of the recurrent unhelpful thoughts that I've had off and on for years, honestly, um, that popped back up again was, well, I get punished before and after vacation. And this is one of those kind of shitty thoughts that just keeps weaseling its way back into my brain. And it leads to this kind of what I call a shitty pity party. And so then I just end up ruminating on how I have so much to do the week before and then the week after I get back that maybe being gone is not even worth it. (laughs) And then I like spiral down into how my job doesn't, doesn't really allow me to take downtime and this whole, you know, this whole shitty pity party y'all. Okay. And I would imagine that some of you may relate to that. So that's, that's why we're here today. Okay. So I want to say that out loud is that I know some of y'all's brains probably do stuff like that too. Um, and so that's what my brain was, was starting to get up to the week or two before we left on this trip. And of course, all these thoughts are very normal. Nothing's gone wrong. But if you aren't watching what's going on in your brain, that's where you can get into creating results in your life that aren't really in line with what you want authentically. And so remember, like these thoughts are what drive your emotions, how you feel, right? And then how you feel drives the actions you take. So if you aren't onto your brain and you don't have that kind of mindfulness tool of watching your thoughts and just letting them be there, just letting them exist, then you're going to feel and act from that, 
that negative place, right? Mindfulness is all about knowing that they're just thoughts. You don't have to do anything about them and that you don't have to believe them or buy into them, right? And because whenever we believe this negative commentary, we kind of fall down the rabbit hole with it, right? And then and then you end up having the shitty pity party, okay? <laughs> so that's what happened to me, y'all, okay, is I ended up believing these thoughts um, that my brain was offering. And that's, I, that's where I, I ran with, right? And so I think it really matters what your intention is for vacation and where you are in the time leading up to vacation. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that your mindset leading up to vacation matters. <laughs> okay. And managing your mind leading up to time off or downtime or vacation time is key. Because if you were going into vacation from a place of it's not worth it because I get punished before and after my time off at work. Well, then guess what? When you get there, you're going to have a lot of negative feelings that you haven't dealt with. And then a few days in, when you start thinking about going home, you're, you're going to have even more negative feelings. And if you're doing that and you're visiting a place that has lots of ways to stuff your feelings down, it may not be the most ideal thing. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> you may not get to appreciate your downtime or, uh, you know, you may not physically feel well if you're overeating and over drinking, right? You may overspend trying to feel better, right? Um, and so you may not get to enjoy this downtime to the fullest because of stuffing your feelings down. And so um, I, I just want you to kind of consider that, right? Like think about if you were in a really negative mindset for a week and then you went to Vegas for a few days and they keep on bringing you those free drinks and you just sit at the black table, uh, the blackjack table and you're like, looking to feel better. And those drinks, they keep you feeling pretty good. And then you win a little bit and that feels pretty good for a minute. And so you just keep chasing that feeling of feeling better. It's fun for a little bit, right? But if you keep chasing that, it's definitely not going to help the burnout or the negative feelings long-term. And it may have other consequences, right? You may, you may lose some money. You may, um, you may get sick, right? And so that's not what happened to me, but that is an example okay, of, of things that very well could happen and do happen a lot to, I think, a lot of us, okay, especially if we're burnt out. So I was just, as I was noticing all these thoughts I had surrounding my, my vacation that was coming up, I made the realization that, that I think is really helpful. And, you know, it's, I think because I made this realization because I was trying to analyze, like, why is it different? Why do I not feel excited about this trip? Why am I really negative and having this shitty pity party, right? And so I think that there were several reasons. First, this trip was a true vacation and I've had mostly family trips in the last few years. And second, like, I didn't, I didn't have any role in the planning process this go round. Um, so James and I, we went uh, with a group of some of some of the most fun and accepting gals that, that I know and some of their husbands. And so there were seven of us all together. So it was easiest for us to use a travel agent to plan and coordinate everything. And so the other thing that I did differently is I also let James take the lead around the house for arranging all the kids stuff, like going to the, you know, the grandma's house and arranging for the dogs to go to the, the dog border. And, and so it, it was just so great. He handed all that shit and I didn't have to think about any of it. 
which was great, right? And all of these things should have been major wins. And I think that they were, of course. I didn't have to do extra work at home to prepare for this trip, which was very nice. But I noticed while I didn't have the usual things to like worry about, I also didn't have that usual kind of excitement in planning or being involved in the planning, I guess. And it's kind of odd, actually, because it was like I didn't view this trip as something that was like a goal that I had to like get these things done on my list to get there, right? I didn't have the list of things to do to make this trip happen. I didn't have the things to research on like where we're going to eat or um, what things to try. I didn't have all that going on for me. And so it wasn't something I was spending much time thinking about because I didn't have to, which I originally thought was great, but I now realize maybe there was a little bit missing there, okay? Uh, it, you know, the that was the true difference here, was that it was like I was waiting on my excitement and anticipation of going on this trip to hit me, and it never came in the lead up to this trip. And so then all my brain was focused on <laughs> was the negative bullshit that I had to get through um, or all the crap I had to do when I got back and, you know, all this like negative shit. And so I procrastinated on packing. I procrastinated on a lot of things at work that probably worsened the, the amount of things I had to do whenever I got back. And I was short with my husband you know, and I was still throwing this shitty pity party. I was feeling sorry for myself about, you know, how used and abused I was. I am not. Okay. My job is actually very nice. Um, I love my job, but that was, those thoughts were creeping in. Like I just get punished whenever I go on vacation over and over. And so that's just not how I usually am. Okay. And I knew that this was, not a great mindset to be in. Okay. I could kind of see it. It was like a slow moving. It was like a slow-mo movie or something. <laughs> and then to top it all off, the day before we are to leave, my husband's passport, which he had uh, used a company to expedite, didn't take into account some factors and it did not arrive. Okay. So he was delayed by one day. Okay. And so that made everything just more terrible in my own brain, of course. And I, I didn't realize that I was throwing this shitty pity party in my brain until I was sitting alone on a plane traveling to um, this vacation, right? And I was like, I feel just like pissed off and I feel disappointed and I feel like so upset. And I thought it was just all because I was alone. I thought that that's what it was. So I'm like, okay, I need to journal about this. I need to process things. And, um, so then that's whenever I came to the realization I'd actually bought into my brain's, uh, pity party, y'all. Like, oh shit, here I am. I fell for it again, <laughs> which is fine. Like that's what, that's, you know, what my brain does. And I would bet yours does too. So, you know, honestly, looking, looking back, probably I hadn't been getting enough sleep leading up to all of this. And whenever I wasn't getting enough sleep or I'm not getting enough sleep, I will always fall for my brain's BS. And, you know, that's, that's something that I just need to be more aware of, I think. So anyway, I took the bait and I believe my brain, but I am still a human with a human brain that is designed to work this way, right? So our brains are designed to find the negative in every situation. So I'm, I'm not going to beat myself up for that. Okay. And you shouldn't either. You should 
just accept that that's, that's how our human brains are. Okay. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't beat yourself up. That doesn't make anything better. And so, you know, what I realized y'all was that, you know, maybe vacations can solve for burnout if you do them a certain way. It, you know, through this, you know, process, um, you know, the planning and the researching a trip actually activates your prefrontal cortex, right? Figuring out what the best flight is or the best restaurant is kind of complex problem solving, honestly. That requires your prefrontal cortex. Researching like which areas, like the trendy new district or, you know, making a list of things you want to pack uh, in your suitcase or things that you need to pack for your kids, like that requires your prefrontal cortex. So many parts of the planning process can actually help activate that prefrontal cortex. I wasn't having to do any of those, which was awesome, or so I thought. So <laughs> of course, you know, I think this is this is the answer though, is like the difference between a vacation that can solve for burnout and one that doesn't is perhaps like working towards a goal and then allowing yourself to truly be present once you're there versus using a vacation to try and escape everything, <laughs> right? The difference, you know, that's the difference. And I know I've talked about goals here recently, you know, in episode 140, uh, but this is the reason that I, I think that I was slipping back into that primitive brain and all of the BS that comes with it, right? There were no tasks for me to accomplish to then get the prize on the other side. There was no lead up. There's no motivation, no excitement, right? And there was no focusing my brain away from the BS that my primitive brain had been offering, right? They're just me and that primitive brain. <laughs> and then we were, we were, you know, overworking, low on sleep, you know, and starting to resent every moment, right? And so, like, let me, let me tell you, like, that is such a common thing, I think, for all of us. Like, even though I am where I am now doing this work for several years and coaching others to do the same, my brain still does that. Like, it's not like I'm some like enlightened guru now that never does that. No, my brain still tries to revert back to its original, <laughs> to its original like functioning, right? Original software, I guess. So my brain always offers the BS it does, just like yours, okay? I want you to know that. I'm, I'm still human too. But what I choose to focus on is what makes all the difference, right? Like I can sit and have my shitty pity party or I can focus on how it's going to be worth it and how I'm going to enjoy this new place that I'm visiting and the new things I'm going to see. And having a goal that I'm working towards is what helps me get there, okay, essentially. Even if that's just like a to-do list or a checklist, right? It's going to take me one step closer to that goal. And that feels damn good along the way because as much as I hate to admit it, my brain loves to check a box, right? It really does. It loves that feeling of accomplishment. So anyway, there I am on the plane. I, I right then and there, I, I'm like, I got to reroute my brain here. <laughs> okay. I processed some of that, you know, stored up emotion that I've been feeling. I watched a sad movie. I cried a little bit into my travel pillow and which was, you know, uh, one of those things that I, I was a little self-conscious about because you know how I, we are all good at, at stuffing our feelings down. And so I was a little self-conscious about that, but thankfully my newly upgraded seatmate kindly ignored me. <laughs> I, I wrote down all my thoughts, you know, I, I did a little journaling and, and just like GPS, I rerouted my brain. 
was like, I, I began to ask myself better questions. I said, okay, how am I going to make the best of this? Where can I find my excitement starting now? What photos do I, t- I want to take like with my friends? What do I want to see? How am I going to make the best of a day? Um, you know, on the beach, you know, what do I want to experience, um, once James catches up to us? What do I want to be able to show him whenever he catches up to us? What foods do I want to try? What would make this trip the best? You know, asking myself better questions rerouted the whole mindset. Okay. I didn't ask myself shitty pity party questions (laughs) like why, why me? What if, what if it's just not, not going to be good? You know, uh, you have to ask yourself good questions. Y'all. <laughs> don't, don't, you know, continue the, the, the pity party with bad questions. Okay. So if you're journaling, that's what I say you should do. Okay. And so then I run out of checklist of all the things I wanted to do. I got on the plane's Wi-Fi. I learned about what foods I wanted to try. I read about the local culture, things to know. And I did these things because I knew I didn't want to get there and like drown my sorrows in the all-inclusive things, okay? Because that's what what I was on a trajectory to do was to continue feeling sorry for myself, um, and and come home and resent the whole thing, resent work, have to go back to work, dread it, and that just snowballs. And it would not be good for me physically or emotionally, and it was just a straight path towards burnout because I knew that. I would be thinking about work during my trip if I continued on that. And once I got back, I would resent everything and I'd just be pissed off. So, so whenever I try to answer this question, the overarching question of can vacation fix burnout? I think the answer is yes. Okay. If you're planning the trip or if you're a big part of planning, or if you can activate your brain in a way that uses your prefrontal cortex, whenever you're thinking about it or researching it or whatever. Um, you know, if you are accomplishing little tiny tasks to reach your goal, right? And I have I have nothing against travel agents by any means. They are fantastic. But it was honestly, I think, the planning, the researching, and the goal setting that kept my brain out of burnout whenever it came to trips in the past. Okay, because that's, you know, that's where my brain goes is like, if if I'm focused on what's going on at work before and after, I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Right. And so, so I think that, you know, having, having the to-do list or having some research or having something associated with downtime that activates your prefrontal cortex. Maybe you're taking a staycation and you want to start a, a project around the house. Okay. What are the things I need to, to plan so I can do that? What do I need to research so I can do that? Okay. What supplies do I need? You know, um, it's, it's kind of a, it's like setting a goal, same thing. Okay. Setting a goal, here are all the things I need to do to accomplish that goal. And it's just focusing your brain on, on the next thing, focusing your brain on the future, really, instead of, you know, why is everything so bad? (laughs) Right. Why does work suck so bad? So I just, I, I want you to, to consider that. Okay. And, and I also want you to consider that we, we could also be like, no brain, there's no punishment. We just have to get through these, these things so we can go have fun. Okay. You can always reroute your brain, but sometimes it takes a little extra time before you even realize you need to, right? If we believe our brains. So whenever you're planning a trip or downtime, even if it's just like a night in a hotel, uh, in your, in your city, (laughs) okay, make a plan. Okay. 
even if it's just like a simple to-do list or something to research or something to look up, like have a plan that gets your prefrontal cortex problem solving and looking forward to that. Okay. It's like a, it's like a hobby almost like hobbies are these fun distractions from your day job that utilize your brain in learning something new or, you know, solving problems or, you know, it's like a puzzle to figure out some, you know, a project, you know? Um, and so that can look like anything really, but I think that that type of activity where you can activate that prefrontal cortex is the way to go. Okay. So if you can figure out how to make it like that for you, then yes, of course you, you need to, um, at least have a part of, of that involved in the planning of your trip. Okay. And so, um, if you have something coming up, go back and listen to those, those better questions that I asked myself on the plane and make a list for yourself. Okay. You don't have to, you know, go do everything on the to-do list of things you want to, you want to accomplish while you're on your vacation, but at least write it out. It sets your intention. It helps your brain get creative, helps your brain look for the good. Because if we don't give our brain a job of looking for the good, it isn't going to do that on its own. So give it a job when it comes to the planning process. Okay. And that's how you can use vacation to help solve for burnout. All right, friends, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com.